Welcome to the Neurodiverse Toolbox with Sheila Kieschlin and Paige Kieschlin. Good morning, Paige. Good morning, Mom. How are you? I'm okay. How are you? I'm okay. So um, we're talking about AI. AI and creepy as EI. AI. Oh, it can be helpful too. So creep. Okay. Wow. I just like it. All right. Well, we'll get into that. But so we're talking about AI and how to use it responsibly. And so what did you learn? Why do you call it creepy? Well, I've always thought it was creepy based. Well, like just because like it's artificial intelligence. Mm -hmm. If any of you didn't know, that's what AI stands for. And uh, before we even talk, we're talking about like this, ep before this episode, I've thought that it was creepy because it's artif artificial intelligence. Why would we create something like that? It is going to betray us one day. I promise you, it's going to betray us. Okay. I don't want to be around when it does, though. We've gone off the deep end. All right. So, we have. well, yeah, I met you, but okay. So, okay. So what did you learn about it once you started? We learned about it. So for ADHD mostly, because that's really all the internet talked about, how it has, AI has the potential to improve treatment for individuals with ADHD. So as examples, so like AI powered assistants or chatbots could provide round-the-clock support, guidance, and scheduling to improve attention and executive function skills in managing ADHD. So it'd be like having a little robot assistant. Right, so... And you don't have to pay it, because it's a robot. Indeed. So you get the support and you save money. I guess. So there are definitely tools like um, Goblin Dot tools that can like, yeah, take a task and break it down into the miniature stuff. I downloaded that. So right, so so maybe not so creepy because you're using it. So, um, I would say that like breaking it down could be super useful for people with ADHD or people with autism or people with dyslexia. Right, they have trouble doing all those things. I think the part that people aren't considering when they say, Oh, use AI, it'll make your life better, is that it's not going to suddenly give you the motivation to yeah. start the task, right? Yeah, so, so yeah, it'll help with some of it, but it's not going to like magically make everything better. It's not going to magically make everything better. It's not going to be it's like, oh, now I can do whatever. It will. It does. It can definitely break it down. I have another client that uses it to say, like, um, make a list for, make a generalized grocery list for crockpot meals. Hmm. I've never, wait, goblin? 
No, he, he does that with the goblin. That one into the chat, chat GPT. Oh yeah, it, that's what he used to make the grocery list. But like, what? That's kind of cool, right? That like, is cool. Um, I think. Of course, then you would have to find the recipes that it's using, because it just like does whatever it like not whatever it wants but like whatever knowledge it has i guess i mean that's the other thing too right like it's i think the danger is that it's pulling information off the internet mm-hmm. and not all information on the internet is and that is true which is why you have to check your sources exactly right there are these two um there are these two lawyers in new york who used chat gpt to write their brief that they had to turn in no. to court they're, oh, no. they're, now, they're now suspended because yeah. the ai pulled and referenced cases that aren't that were fictional that weren't actual cases so these two guys are now under under suspension right they might lose their license um and they should because you need to do your yeah. So I think that's it, right? Like, if you're using it as a tool, I think it could be really useful, right? You don't know how to break down a task and you have Goblin do it, great. You, um, I read something else or saw another article where somebody was using Jet, chat GPT to create like talking points or a script for people who had autism when they had to make phone calls, right? Because- Oh, that's cool. No, no, I mean, I used to do that for you, right? You'd have to make a phone yeah. call and I would write out a script. So now you can have, yeah. if your mom's not, you can Honestly, have- you still did that. Right. Like when I met Ian in the car ride on the way there, you were like, here are the things that you can talk about. Right? So, so, <laughs> so, now, if you don't have a a uh, mom around or a trusted friend, you could have Chat GPT do it for you. I still think though, like you gotta be checking, you gotta be checking your sources, right? Yeah, you still want to check, right? So I think the danger is that like it's just right there. It's right at your fingertips. It's so easy to use. You just but assume it's, that it's that it's accurate because. AI. Exactly. But like it knows everything. So I think like the bigger danger is for like students who are learning. Uh-huh. Totally. Like one of my student clients told me that her university runs everything through this software. Yeah. My school did that. Whether or not it was written by AI. Oh, not that part, but my school used to do a thing where they would run it through this program to see if you plagiarize, is what it was. So So kind of the same concept. I mean, universities aren't even (laughs) as concerned about it being plagiarized now. Now I'm concerned that... Did you write it yourself? You write it yourself, right? And I think so the danger is that like if students fall into this trap of like it's so easy to use it mm-hmm. then then they're not learning anything yeah right there yeah right so there are like useful ways to use it for a student like 
Yeah. They're like, AI, can you um can you explain this term to me if you're not understanding the vocab that's in what you're studying? Or yeah. AI, can you make me a study guide? But even if it's making you a study guide about a general topic, you want to check. You still need to make sure that the information's accurate or that it's even information that's going to be covered on your exam. Yeah. Right. Like maybe that's not what your teacher is actually teaching you. Right. So, so I think it's just like, you gotta, you gotta check your sources, but there, there are definitely useful ways to use it. Right. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. What else did you learn when you were looking stuff um, up? Well, I mean, it gave me one of the things, um, saying all of the things that it can. So I guess now that we've told you the things that you should not do with AI, we can give you some of the things that you can do with it or that you should do with it. I mean, you can do any of the things with it. Some of the things you shouldn't, but um, certainly aren't so supportive. Yeah. Um, so how long it will take to complete a task I guess it could like tell you a general ballpark. Yeah, I mean, um, for purposes since people aren't good at judging judging time, yeah. that could be helpful. Mm-hmm. I mean, you'll have to compare it with how long it actually takes you, though, because everybody's yeah. different. Um, use AI to write the first draft of emails or other messages. Sure messages not other documents not, of uh, information you're turning into the government um uh, or, or your teacher or your teacher or even your boss yeah like um yeah use ai to create better to-do lists which okay. we've already talked about mm-hmm. um use ai to repeatedly explain things like what? What do you mean? Repeatedly explain what kinds of things to yourself? Like, yeah. Okay. Maybe or to like, like I don't know if anyone like someone will explain something to me, and then like it's usually when I'm like half paying attention to them and half paying attention to something else, and then I completely miss what they've explained to me. So like when you and I talk, honestly, sometimes I am looking at something else and I zone out and I totally don't hear what you say. I'm like, I'm sorry, I was not listening to you. (laughs) Can you explain that again? And so AI does that. And AI probably won't get annoyed at you. Like other people might potentially get annoyed. For sure. Um... AI to emphasize synthesis. I don't know what that big word is. Something to do with S Y. I'm going to spell something to you. No, you're not. I'm sorry. Synthesize. Probably information in different ways. Yeah, that's probably emphasize. Okay. Yes. So. Obviously, you haven't used it in that way. Yeah. But 
Yeah, I guess that that would work as well. How else? Um, and then the last one to organize your personal relationships. Yeah, how it does that? I'm not entirely sure of that part. I didn't understand. Well, this is how do you not know your own personal relationships? I think it's more like for people with autism who, you know, have a more, <laughs> more um, significant trouble than you do with oh. like leading people or understanding, you know, nuances of social behavior, right? You've worked wow. really hard on that. So, yeah. But some people, even if they work hard on it, they just, it just don't doesn't. get it. Just don't get it, right? It's okay. So, and I think for some things that that's great, right? Like, yeah. But I think for other things that maybe get you into some trouble. Some trouble, yeah. Okay. And then I read this whole thing about chat GPT. So mm -hmm. the problem that I have seen with it, because the article gave a slight description of what GPT is or the chat GPT is the widely available version of GP chat GPT does not search the internet to answer a question. It generates a response based on pre-programmed information with knowledge cut off of September 2021. So if you were to ask G chat GPT about the eras tour, Taylor Swift's eras tour, it would have no idea what the hell you're talking about because that happened, she announced that in 2022. So, she, like, it doesn't, like, everything up until 2021, I assume, is what they mean, and not just September of 2021 because that would not be helpful. So, I mean, you can't really ask it anything recent, but it would be helpful for things throughout history. Sure. But that's interesting that they're pre-programmed answers and it's yeah. searching the internet. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um. <laughs> you would think that they would consistently like update it though. Like not maybe not consistently, but there would be like available of like how apps update. Well, I'm sure I'm sure there'll be a chat GPT like 2.0 anytime now. Um okay. Because, you know, <laughs> that's how those things go. Um, what? Um, and then there were, like, tons of other benefits for GP, whatever. Whatever it is. Chat, chat GPT. Um, and so do you use any? Like, you said you downloaded the Goblin tools. I downloaded it. I have yet to use it yet. Okay. Um. So I guess there's the other thing. You have it at your fingertips, literally in your phone. Yeah. But haven't used it. Have not used it yet. Right? So, so it has to be like really available or you have to be interested in using it. Or I think the problem with apps that are in your phone, anybody's phone, is that it's out of sight, out of mind. So yeah. it's like not on the first page. If it's not I'll on just the first... scroll to it. Okay. So if it's not it's like on the third page of my little phone. That's a lot. There it is. There's the little goblin face. Um, so so it's not, you know, 
necessarily readily available if it's not yeah. right right there. But I think even for people who like, even for a lot of my clients who um, who use their phone a lot, whatever, um, like they don't even keep their calendar on their phone because their calendar is in their phone and they're not looking at it. They can't see it. So they use a paper calendar that they, or a wall calendar that they can see more easily. Yeah. Right. So, <clears throat> so I think for some people, like they won't even, it's not right there. It's not in their face. They're not going to be thinking about using it. Yeah. Um, right. I um, also watched an article or read an article, watched a video, I don't know, um, about some people are working on developing a um, AI program that only uses visual information. Mm. People with autism generally think in pictures. Interesting. <laughs> right. Also, people with dyslexia often think in pictures. I think in pictures, right? So, um, so that's interesting, right? They're trying to build, build an AI that like specifically only uses pictures, so that it will think like somebody with autism. Interesting. It could that's be. Cool. I mean, it's an interesting concept. I don't know. What do you think about the whole idea of it, of using AI or assisted AI to diagnose people? Diagnose people? Yeah. And... I found a ton of articles about, I didn't read all of them, but I found a ton of articles about how it could potentially diagnose people with ADHD or autism. I guess if it, <laughs> the only reason why I was diagnosed with autism was because a man talked to us mm -hmm. and he noticed like, oh, she, she hasn't looked at me the entire time. <laughs> he, he, he figured it out on a whim. I don't know if maybe a robot would be able to do that. Right. I think there's some, like, sometimes it's just like a, a feeling like, oh, this person is doing something that most people isn't doing something most people do do mm -hmm. i wonder why but i mean if you're doing like textbook like if they're diagnosing people based off of like textbook then a robot would be fine because you could just download it everybody with adhd presents it's different differently yes and same thing with autism same thing with probably tourette's and dyslexia and all of the things. Right? I'm not I sure if that would work. I just think... There's so, some things that a robot can do. And I think that's one of them. Right? I was just... Hold on, I have to yell at my cat. Sorry, everybody. Stop that. <laughs> She's clawing at the carpet. Um, oh, she does that. Anyway, so... Um, I have a client that like asked or a potential client the other day asked me like if I use a specific like system or structure or format or whatever when I'm coaching and I don't it's very intuitive and I got to think that like all therapists or 
doctors are using their intuition as well, even if yeah. even if that's not all they're using, right? I hope a doctor isn't only using their intuition when they're diagnosing people with anything. Um, yeah. But but I think I had to think that like in some way they're you're taking a piece out, right? But quite frankly, it's going to move forward into that direction because the AI has to be slightly more accurate than people are. Yeah. And, you know, people aren't that accurate sometimes, right? So I guess if they they combine like that um, visual thing that you were talking about. Maybe. Like the AI with the visual thing and all its knowledge, then maybe it would like notice like, oh, that person isn't looking me in the eyes even though you're a robot and you don't have eyes <laughs> but you're not looking at me so right i just think i don't know i think taking people out of it's a little weird dangerous yeah i i don't know i mean that just might be my age younger people might As, be like well, yes that's because the way to go pe- people miss people all the time People are misdiagnosed all the time. Yes. All the time. By people. So. That's what I know. AI only I don't think of being more accurate than people. Yeah. Right? Or. I don't know. I, I just think it's. I mean, if you can use it to diagnose people with neurodiversities, then you would use it to diagnose people with anything. Mm-hmm. right i think testing it on something that is a little easier than like a neurodiversity like something more physical like cancer like it could probably do that sure they could start it with something small not that cancer is small but not that cancer is small but like it's easier to like i don't know i feel like it would be easier for it to know Sure, you either to run like some tasks or something. I think the reason they want to use it for neurodiversity, though, is because of how complex it is to diagnose and how often yeah. it's missed, right? Because yeah, very often if you say like, I think I have ADHD and you go to a therapist whose specialty is bipolar, you normally end up getting diagnosed with bipolar instead of ADHD, yeah. right? Yeah. So, or, you know, sometimes you're, anxiety has gotten so bad that it masks the ADHD completely because the anxiety is the bigger issue. Right. Or, mm-hmm. right. So I just think, I don't know. I think taking people out of the equation is dangerous. Not good. That that's me. That might be because I'm old. Um, <laughs> but I think that, I don't know. I think that's going to come back and bite somebody in the butt big time. Possibly. Only time will tell. Right? So, I mean, I just, I read several articles about it just this morning um, before we hopped on. Yeah. Um, I also um, really read into that, into um, some people who, like, have used um, goblin tools and, you know, have said like 
overall it was helpful, but like it still doesn't give you the motivation. <laughs> yeah. You get up and, you know, go do your taxes. <laughs> yes. Even if it brings <laughs> taxes into some full format. Um I don't know what else did you learn about it? Or how do um, you how would you use it if you were going to use it? Would probably use the goblin thing to like help break down maybe like something big. Bigger. So like if I well, I don't live alone, so I wouldn't be cleaning all by myself. But with something bigger, I could use it for like that to help break down things. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know if it can help you like remind you of like dates or anything. Alexis was always good at that, remembering everyone's birthday. She is good at that. I always forget that it's pe- like even on the chat, I was like, oh, I didn't, I like didn't even realize it was grandma's birthday the other day until I opened the chat to talk about my freaking cookies. I was like, oh, happy birthday, grandma. Yeah. I love you. That's right, because you're not in our family's calendar anymore. So you didn't get the. I haven't put in all of the birthdays yet. Well, Tally's birthday's on Friday. <laughs> Callie's birthday is on Friday, okay? Because yeah. <laughs> I got the notification this morning to remind me what is in two days. Um, so um, I would think that, like, if you, like, took a class, it could be really useful to, like, figure out, like, what's the most important part that I should study? Or can you make me a list of sample test questions that are about this information? Or, um, you know, um, some students have used it to, like, create an outline for an essay. Oh. I think for a lot of my clients, especially my clients who are dyslexic, but again, some of my clients with ADHD, their thoughts aren't always organized. Yeah, so it's hard write, to start one. Like once I know what to write about, it's easy. I just don't know how to like format it. Right? So I would go on Google and look at other formats and be like, okay, I got an idea. Right. So, so you could ask it to just... AI, AI to just write you a outline, uh-huh. and then and then do the writing yourself. Yeah, of course, um, right. But I think like having that outline would be could be really helpful for somebody. Actually, that yeah. just totally reminds me of a client who I talked to yesterday who needs an outline for something. I think I'll text her. You should do um, that. She <laughs> should do that. She should do that. Um. um right or I don't know I just think like for studying if you're really figuring out ways like maybe you could even ask it to like help you figure out ways to memorize information that you need to memorize right asking it to write your paper though that's not a good idea that's a no-go. <laughs> yeah. Teachers are on to that one. So that's a no-go. Um, I just think, I think you just need to like use it responsibly. Mm-hmm. But I also know that 
people with ADHD are really impulsive. So, or if they've been working on for something for a long time and they're frustrated and they're a student, they just need to get it done. You know, maybe they just need to get it done so they could like, maybe they're on a sports team and they need to like get a grade up or maybe they like, you know, can't go out on Friday night if they don't have all their assignments in or I don't know, whatever. Right. I just think that the temptation is huge. Yes. Use it. Right. And yeah. that, you know, people are going to have to come up with some way to only allow it to be used in certain ways. I mean, like, yeah, the school, this didn't happen for you, but the school you know to for high school and middle school, they now give students Chromebooks. Yeah. They did that my senior year. Yeah, okay. So the freshmen did. Oh, okay. So the freshmen got them. Okay. So Jack got my senior year. School, and it was yeah. to carry them all the way through, right? Um from books. <laughs> anyway, it it's cool for some kids who yeah. like their computer at all at home. Yeah. Also, no, that's good. But like <clears throat> how are you now gonna control what kids are using it for? Right. No, you can't see what they're doing. Like in the computer lab, the teacher could see exactly what every single student was doing. And if you were doing something you weren't supposed to be doing, they would call you out. Sure. Like I was looking at like baby lamb pictures once and she was like, Paige, are you supposed to be doing that? Or are you supposed to be working on? I don't even know what I was supposed to be working on, but like science or something. Anymore. Now everybody has their own little Chromebook and they're at their desk. And that's fun. Yeah, yeah. They take, I mean, that's fun. If the teacher's walking around and can call you out in the classroom yeah. walking around, that's fine. But that kid's going to take that computer home. Mm-hmm. And if, you know, when you're at school, there's the Wi Fi blockers that are blocking yeah. stuff they don't like on. Yeah. But when they're at the public library, nothing's blocking them. Nothing's blocking anything at the public library. Right. And so, or if they're using it at their house and they happen to have Wi Fi at their house, nothing's blocking it in their house unless their parents set something up. Right. Yeah. So I just think like the temptation is going to be pretty great for a lot of students. Yeah. Especially underdeveloped minds. Right. I mean, they're young. Young people do stupid things. They're supposed to do stupid things. Yeah. But I think it's really going to impact their learning. I think yeah. that's the issue with it. I think yes. my other issue with it is that you should do as much as your brain can do to keep your brain from like aging too quickly, right? Like it's, yeah. it's not technically a muscle, but if you don't use your brain, then like it that's dies, right? right? It does pair away gray matter that you're not using. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Especially when you're in your teens. So you got to use your brain. Yeah. You have to like develop your executive function skills as much as you can. Not that you can't use like some supports. That's that's entirely my job description is helping people find support for things that they're bad at. It doesn't mean you want to like start off assuming you can't do something. Yeah. Right. Oh. Thoughts. Um. On that. 
on AI in general. I feel like they're going to, it has the potential to do, like, expand even more. Mm-hmm. Like, it could take away a teacher's job one day. That would be horrible. It would be terrible. But it's like, like, it just sit your child in front of a computer and the internet can teach them. Or, like, some sort of freaking robot can teach them. Because they're on their home, their homeschool online classes. And that's how Jack learned his final year in call in high school was yeah. online. The 2020, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to cut away, I think, a lot of jobs if it, like, develops even more, which it probably will. Of course it will. Because everyone likes to save money. Exactly. Every company's looking at the bottom line. If they don't yeah. have money. <laughs> yeah. Right. And Which I, I don't think would always be because school isn't just about like the learning part. It's like a social thing. If you're just at home, you're not going to be in contact with anybody. And then we're going to raise a bunch of weirdos who don't know how to talk to people. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think that might right? be starting. No, seriously, like, this is the most isolated people have ever been. Well, I guess during actually the pandemic was, but the, like, anxiety and depression went, like, through the roof. People are supposed to talk to other people. We are. We are. We're social people. We're social mammals. Yeah. And we need others. We're definitely pack animals and not solitary solitary right we're, we're dogs we're not cats yeah um, <laughs> so, yeah right i think it's gonna make people it could potentially make people more isolated you're right and that would be bad sad that would be bad for yeah. society it would be right i think people already feel really really isolated mm-hmm. on a daily basis right or i can't i don't I think that every single one of my clients, regardless of their age, and I have clients who are from like their mid 60s to you have old clients. Well, some of them, right? So I have some clients that are like in their mid 60s, and I have some clients who are like in high school. Right. Not a single one of them likes to make phone calls. Phone calls suck. <laughs> I don't, I, I, I don't think so. Phone calls are here nor there, but <laughs> right, they're, just, they're they're fine. It's like sometimes it's just to make an appointment or get information and whatever. That's fine for me, right? But like all of my clients have huge anxiety about phone calls, and that is just like this most like slightest form of being social. Yeah, right. Like <laughs> that is just the actual like word conversation part of it. It's not the nonverbal part of it. It's not the like being with somebody. It's very different, right? So so if we already are having trouble making phone calls. Then. And now we're going to like have all this other stuff that'll make it so I'd never have to like leave the house. To a single person again. That would be horrible. It would suck. Um, people are nice. Taking breaks from people are also nice, but 
Like, yeah. yeah, I don't know. So, all right. Do you have any other thoughts? Because if not, I need to leave. I need to leave. Go to my appointment. I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm done. Okay. Say goodbye. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you wanted to coach with me, see my information at bigbangcoaching.net. If you are interested in emailing us, you can reach us at the ndtoolbox at gmail.com. And if you wanted to see our website, please go to the neurodiverse toolbox.podbean.com. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Neurodiverse Toolbox.